All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 78. We are doing this all from our houses. You can't totally see normal. this. You can't see this fair podcast, listener, but I'm looking at... What the oh, hell? Oh, Dan, that tunnel. was Dan. <laughs> you can tell by the movement. Sorry. Are you, so you guys can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, obviously, but the way we're doing this is on FaceTime. And is all of your guys' screens moving around right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, they get little, bigger. Like, yeah, they keep getting bigger and smaller. I don't yeah, know what's going weird. on here. As people speak, I think the the app gives the person oh, more credit. For sure it does. This is super weird. Super, super <laughs> weird. But we're here. We're going to keep this going because we have to. So I want to start off by thanking our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for helping make all of this possible. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. Of course, you see the Nation Truck out and about. Take pictures of it. Tag it with Nation Truck. Deal? Deal. The fine folks at Sherwood Ford. And I did see, according to ONHQ97 on Instagram, that the Nation Truck is on the move to go pick up some booze. It's on the highway. It's on the highway. We are moving. We are moving, and we are shaking. Dan is still in a wind tunnel. And you're getting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like uh, your playoff beard coming in, Dan. Yeah, it's, it's there now. It exists. What kind of you microphone are you mustache? using? I had to use my JBL uh, microphone because my my old iPhone ones are at my other house, which I'm not allowed to go to. Ah, quarantine life, you know. You know that's the way it goes. I'll try putting well, it behind my head so that the wind tunnel doesn't exist anymore. That's better, well, actually. 
We are going to get started here. Gentlemen, despite the lack of hockey, can you believe it's only been a week and two days? A week and a day since the NHL schedule has been suspended? It feels like a fucking month. Yeah, it feels like half a season already. So I just want to check in with all of you guys. Tyler, I talked to you yesterday. We're doing two episodes of Real Life a week now. Dan, I'm going to lose it, man. (laughs) My dog is destroying the house. (laughs) This is, this is like that one British interview when the guy was talking and his kids came in. Speaking of dogs, okay. where the hell's my dog? Okay. When my dog gets too quiet, that means he's up to bad news. I don't know. Where <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway, I want to just check in real quick around the horn. Uh, what are you guys doing to entertain yourselves right now? Uh, for, for me personally, it's been uh, cracking a few beers, playing some video games, hanging out with my girlfriend, watching a lot of TV with her. Keeping caught up on Big Brother. I didn't see last night's though, so no spoilers. Um, and that, I also and didn't see last night. That's pretty much been my life. Just a lot of screen time for me. Rick, what are you up to? You know what? It's pretty much the same thing here. Some beers, some white cloths, some video games, and a lot of time on the couch. I, uh, I'm i only in date. What is this? What day is it today? Friday? Friday. Yeah. So Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, so this is only my third full day. So uh, I'm still kind of getting used to it. I think I've I got a, a whole fix on this whole not eating like the end of the world's coming up here i was definitely eating pretty uh pretty heavily the first two days and i had a salad for lunch today so i think i got a hold on that now my my over under on myself is 15.5 in terms of how much weight i gained from just <laughs> eating like a bag of shit <laughs> i don't know yeah. how i'm not uh like I felt run down this morning and a little bit tired. And i'm like well i don't know how that makes sense considering all i've eaten really is pizza pops and drank black coffee yeah, it's Dan, not the healthiest. Dan, what are you doing to fill your day? Uh, it's been uh, been a lot of simulations of NHL, trying to fine-tune that to, to make it a 20-minute uh, program. And, uh, you know, just learning uh, learning as we go here. My dogs are uh, an absolute menace. They just are not loving this, uh, this life of, of living inside the house. But, you know, here we are. Frank is pumped that I'm home, but he's also... A- like he's a shit disturber. He is very annoying, and I say that I say that with love. Well, of but course. Just, but gentlemen, this week I don't know if you saw this or Nation.com, Mr. Zachary Lang posted a rumor, a real live hockey rumor that the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, there it is. We got the, him. Edmonton Oilers are interested in bringing back Anton Slepeshev for a second tour of duty. Now, I've got his stats open here. This past year with CSKA Moscow, in 54 games he played, or he uh, scored 18 goals and 27 assists for 45 points. That translates to an NHLE of 55 points over 82 games. Mr. Yeremchuk, how do you feel about Anton Flepeshev? Um, big body guy. Well, his last little stint here ended on a pretty high note. Like I thought he was pretty effective in that playoff series against the Ducks and against the Sharks. Um, so I, I still have fond memories of Slepeshev, but a big body. I remember him being a volume shooter as well. So I think he could be a positive addition to this team. Is he going to come play top six minutes? Probably not. Right. Um, but I think he can be a useful bottom six guy for this team. And it, it, it brings up another question. A great question today to the TSN inbox when I was working at the radio station. Uh, 
who scores 20 goals in the NHL first? Anton Slepershev or Yesa Puljujarvi? You can even break uh, it down. Who scores a goal in the NHL first? Slepershev or Puljujarvi? I'm going to start with Rick. Rick's our Puljujarvi, our resident Puljujarvi guy. That hurts my feelings. Um, I want to say I want to say yes, but at the at the rate we're going here, and after whatever the article we read there the other day about Puljujarvi, the best option might be for him to spend one more year over in Finland. And uh, and I could easily see Slepeshev back here to start the year. Danger Dan, looking at the Oilers' right wing, the depth on the right wing right now, courtesy of DailyFaceOff.com, is Zach Cassian, Caleb Yamamoto, Josh Archibald, and Alex Chieson. Do you see a fit for Anton Slepeshev? Oh, I think you nailed it right there, Bagmilk. The, the thing for Slepeshev is he's got to break through uh, on that right side. I guess he could be, potentially could be our our uh, 13th forward. Hey guys, uh, didn't he play left wing when he was here? Was he not on the left side? I believe uh, I remember him on the off wing. He, yeah, he but was listed he... as a left wing. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can alternate, but but so I, I, think natural, he's, I think if his natural is the left side, there is some there is some room to to win a battle there. So 100%. looking at the left side right now, we got Nuge uh, up top with McDavid, Tyler Ennis. On the second line, Andreas Athanasiu and James Neal. Yes, yeah, again, it's, you know you got a guy that's 25 years old right now. He's going to be 26 by the time he gets to the NHL. I think that that's a positive. Um, I, I look at him like he's another kind of Gaetan Haas kind of addition, where it's a it's a scratch ticket, but you maybe know a little bit more about the guy than uh, than a than a Gaten Haas, Gaten Haas that we did when we when he came in. Tyler, anybody on the? I like Gaten. I like Gaten just, better. Just rough here. <laughs> Tyler, any uh, room on either wing? Uh, Slepchev is a, a right-handed shot listed as a left winger. Frank, I'm going to take that squeaking. Of course you have to get the squeaking <laughs> ball, man. Uh, do you see a spot on the wings that could be hit? Here's the thing. like You mentioned the right side depth there. We're going into a summer for the Oilers where cap space is going to be very important, especially when you consider that Due to the outbreak here, due to the suspended season, the cap probably won't go up very much. So every little way the Oilers could make money is a huge benefit for them. In my opinion, if you sign Slepershev, let's say it's 800, 900K, right? Because it's probably not going to be a ton of money. Can't he replace Chase on? Can't he replace Chase on and save you a million dollars if you find a team to take that deal? Well, I've got a, I've got a what would you do Wednesday, Saturday edition of a Slepershev going on. And that would be my pick as well. Because Chase on, if you can move on from him, get off that um, the two point two five or wherever he's at on the fourth line, then I think you got to do it, right? Well, the thing is, hasn't the only detractor here been said that we don't know how much Slep wants that he that's, might want too much? Then that's just it. Uh, that was uh, Bob Stoffer. What's, he getting, what's he getting paid in uh, in in, uh, in the KHL? How does that they, transfer over? I mean, it's a handful of rubles. <laughs> do those checks cash? So Bob Stoffer chimed in on this because it was Jim Matheson who kind of kicked things off. And he said some discussion out there about Slepeshev. He had a really good year with CSKA Moscow uh, in the KHL. Oilers still control his rights. Contract is up in Russia. Makes sense for 2021, but price point has to make sense. So since we're talking about contracts, and Tyler mentioned that the cap is probably going to stay flat at best, uh, what would be a fair deal for Slepeshev? I wouldn't go any more than a buck and a half for him. Like, 1.5 1.5 million for a guy with a little bit of upside, but that can probably, like at worst, he's your 13th forward. At 
the expected sort of area for him, I think, is a very useful bottom six winger. And if he gets chemistry with someone, maybe he's a 15-goal guy, right? So I think a million and a half for them is fair, something similar to what you're kind of paying Josh Archibald, right? Anybody disagree with that? No, I no. I, yeah, I was just going to say, I find it I find it hard to get to that number just because the guy hasn't shown that he can put it up consistently in the NHL, I guess. I don't know. It's just it's tough. I think 1.5 is not, not that much of an overspend, so I don't, I'm not worried about it that way. But looking at it from his point of view, if they, his NHL expected numbers are 55 points, yep. well, I think if, if that's what you're walking over with, you're going to want a little more than uh, 1.5, right? Like if, if you're, if you're going to score 55 points, that's definitely more than 1.5. And it'd be interesting. Like, I wonder if he's a guy who's got a little bit of jam going, a little bit of confidence that maybe he does take a 1.5 or something like that on a one-year deal as a bet on himself. Which could be something as well. Like we've kind of heard that, you know, free agency and free agents and their view of the Oilers could be a little bit different, especially in scenarios like Slepeshev's where you're sitting there going, you know what? Let me take a one-year deal here. Let me prove it. Let me play with a ton of skill on that team. And maybe the summer after that is when I get my two, three-year deal that's worth a total of $6 million or $6.5 million. I'm down with that, but it's just the only thing you got to consider, though, is he's probably getting offered real money when it comes to staying in Russia. Yeah, probably. And the other thing to keep in mind with all this is if you want to bring Slepeshev in for a million and a half, I think you want to be really, really certain that he's better than potentially someone like a Cooper Marodi or a Tyler Benson who would be on their ELC. Because if we're looking at puckpedia.com to see where the free agents are, again, Chason still got one year left on his deal. But then we start looking at guys like Gaetan Haas is going to be a UFA, but that doesn't really have an impact. Riley Shams the center. Tyler Ennis is a UFA. Patrick Russell is a UFA. So there are some bodies that could come off. And we're and still all some... hoping that Neil, that somehow we can get rid of uh, Russell and Neil, right? Well, that's a, okay. Let's move on to that because that's a question I have because if the cap is going to stay flat, it seems like that's what the NHL's goal is. Do you think that, despite what the CBA says, that they would come out with a compliance buyout? Nah, the PA would be so pissed at that. Think so? I agree with you, but I just think, like, under the circumstances of just how weird everything is, like, this is an abnormal situation that there would have to be compromises on both sides, no? I think what, maybe if you get to a point where it's like, you get a compliance buyout, but it's one of those where like you're still like the Oilers would have to pay James Neal the real money left, but can get out of it. In which case, I don't know, considering the state of the economy and all that, how many owners would be happy signing a check? Even Daryl Cates, how happy would he be signing a check for 30 mil just to get James Neal off his books, right? I, I think that's something to remember in all this as well. But if they did get a compliance buyout, I think it'd be pretty easy to circle James Neal's as the one that most fans at least would want to see gone. I don't. I I still can't see that happening though, especially when we're this close to a new CBA coming. I don't know. There's still yeah. the magic. There's still the magic of him being able to, of of uh, Holland being able to move one of them, if yep. not both. I think Russell I mean, would be easy to move. So do I. I also think Russell would be easier to move. And as we saw last summer, old Uncle Ken pulled off a trade just getting James Neal that nobody probably expected anyway. So. Mm-hmm. These guys are all going to get have, uh, have to get creative because everybody's in kind of the same boat. And again, 
a big black eye for the Oilers right now is they still have four and a half million, almost 4.6 million in just dead cap space next year with this Kara buyout, the Pouliot buyout, and what is left on Milan Lucic's deal. Got to be interesting. A lot of guessing. Well, a lot of hard work for him, that's for sure. It's not going to be easy summer. Somebody's got calculators and they are the batteries are being changed heavily because there's a lot of math going on. Uh, a little bit earlier, we talked about Jesse Pugliarvi. Wrote about him yesterday at OilersNation.com. His coach came out and said that the kid played nearly a perfect season in La Liga. Uh, the quote was, he played nearly a perfect season. There are many people who told him what he should and should not do. Uh, but Jesse made the perfectly right decision when it, when he decided to return to a familiar club where he played a big role. This season has definitely restored his joy of playing, self-confidence, and the feeling that he is important. The next step for Pugliarvi will be to develop the details and skills to strengthen his ment- mental, tactical, and technical foundation of his game. My question to you, gentlemen, does that sound like a quote from a man who's making a pitch to bring him back? I can see it. I mean, I've always said that there's going to be an opportunity come this summer that they're, they they can have that conversation if he has the has this right type of season, which he has. Uh, I believe the coach also said he perfect the situation for him is to have one more year over there, is it not? Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to lay the groundwork to help. Uh, yes, to get back here and just in general. But I've always said from the from this time last year that there's going to be an opportunity for them to have a conversation. And once they get over the hard feelings and the whole season of being away, it's a little more open than it was last year. Dan in the wind tunnel. It feels, uh, it feels weird that we're talking about Jesse Pugliarvi needing to develop more. And that's coming directly from his head coach. Um, I understand it. You know, I get it that we, uh, we as a team really hurt his development um, going forward. Loving seeing Frank right now. Um, I think but, a lot uh, of it was he had to mature too, right? He had to get he had to get older. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and, and we're not talking about a kid that's twenty six <laughs> here or anything. It's he's twenty two years old, going on twenty two years old right now. So and a young version uh, of that too. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's I don't know. It's it's frustrating. It's the whole fucking Jesse Puyarvi saga has just been super frustrating for everybody. I know us involved too, but it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. But hundred percent bag milk. It does sound like a coach that's trying to bring back a player for another year. Especially Silver the, Carp- sorry, especially the parts in his quote where he was like, he's the most popular player here, blah, blah, blah. Fans love him, all that. It's like, okay, well, you're clearly just pushing for this guy to come back because he's good for your business and good for your team. I, I've said this all along, and I'll keep saying it now. I don't see a scenario where Yesapulyu Yarvi spends another year in Finland. I don't see how you could look across the pond and look at the money you could be making and go... Ah, I think one more year here is a good idea. Like, Matt, get to the NHL, start getting your, your big money paychecks. I, I mean, it's hard to disagree with. It will be really interesting to see is, looking at the co- the comments on the article that I posted the other day, It uh, some people were wondering what his trade value is at. Yeah, he had a great season in Finland, but what does that even mean in terms of an NHLer? Like, Athanasiu, who is a year removed from a 30-goal season, just was had for two second-round picks, right? So what is a realistic expectation for a trade for Jesse? Well, and if you take what Holland said about uh, Jesse's value at the trade deadline, where nobody paid any attention, is it that bad? Is no, it's just funny because, like, the uh, the squares are all moving. <laughs> oh, it's just whoever, weird to see you. Whoever's talking. Like watching around the horn. Yeah, whoever's talking, um, they get the bigger square. square. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, it, it's it's just it's one of those things. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's I, all uh, weird, man. I for me, I think the value for him is a you you open it up. You talk to the teams who are picking thirty to fortieth in the NHL this year. You see if a few of them want him, and you say, "All right, first team to give me a, an extra fourth rounder next year, an extra fifth rounder gets him." And you try to get a second and a later round pick that you can maybe use at the deadline next season. And and I honestly think that's his value now. I don't think you're getting a warm body. I don't even think you're getting another team's prospect for him. You're getting a couple a couple draft picks right now, and I honestly think that this June or whenever the NHL draft decides to come this year. Um, I, I think that's what's going to end up happening. And honestly, that's what I'm hoping happens. I, I just want this story kind of done with. I want the Oilers to move on from them and get, get something in return. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, he's an asset currently that's just sitting there, um, not doing anything for anybody over there. So uh, we'll see what happens. Like you said, it would probably be a June draft trade. But who the fuck knows when that's going to happen? Um, especially with word coming down this week as well that the NHL does want to have an 82-game schedule in 2020-2021. I don't know how that's going to work, unless that's just the assumption that the season, this season, 2019-2020, is is just done for. There'll be a, there'll be an official end date to it, and they'll work backwards from it. So I'm sure they've figured out like how far they can start 2021 and how much time everybody needs off. So if you start on X date, go back two months, give it a week before that, and that's kind of going to be your game seven of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, the worst-case scenario. So I think they're just, they've they figured out where they want to start next year, and then they'll work backwards to figure out the rest of this year, if we get anything else this year. The big thing that I think will change, the big factor that I keep going to when uh, you determine how much time they need off, if they go with a potentially shorter offseason, let's say it's only... Like Rick said, maybe it's eight weeks. Maybe it's even seven. Like it's a quick turnaround for a lot of teams. Think how much of training camp in the preseason you could just nix. Like just completely, like you could play two preseason games over the course of three days, a couple split squad games, and then you can get going with it. Like getting rid of the preseason could save you, but like up and some of training camp could save you like three or four weeks on your schedule over this next 18 month stretch. And then if you decide to push the regular, the playoffs next year, hand the Stanley Cup out two or three weeks later, then again, you've already saved yourself seven weeks there. So I think there are ways that you can really sort of squeeze things in. And we talked about it a little bit on Real Life. I think it'll be hard to get the players to uh, to agree to a shortened off season and, some, and a more compressed schedule next season. But at the end of the day, I think everyone has to take somewhat of a hit here. Everyone has to make concessions to make hockey kind of work for the next 18 months. I was looking back at some of the uh, some of the comments. Just, I mean, I got time. I got time and not a lot to do. <laughs> so I was uh, looking back at some of the, the the GDBs from the preseason, and when it was getting into game five, six, seven of the preseason, people were over it. So I think cutting that out down to one or two games that easily saves you some time. Training camp, you're just going to have to hack your kids and send them back to junior super fast. And I also wonder, and again, I know it's part of the CBA and they would have to negotiate, but I also wonder if they would get rid of bye weeks as well. You can reduce them. You could. You could yeah. be like, hey, we're taking your bye week down from five days to three, and we're taking your Christmas break down from four days to three. And even that's a way to kind of give yourself another, if you compress the schedule a little bit, right? But they, like this season, we've seen, we've seen such a rash of injuries in the last like last month or so of the season going on i i wonder what it's going to do to affect that kind of thing now like 
it feels like it feels like our season is getting tighter and tighter every year. You got more and more back to backs. I don't know. It's uh, well, you get the back to backs because of the week off. Oh, I agree. Right. I, I, but I mean, like we're talking about having to compact the season by another month. So is that bad? <laughs> Other than Twitter, I you wish... sound like you're in like a jet. You like sound like a convertible, man. I, yeah, I wish boy. people could see the FaceTime right now because every time Dan talks, Bagged Milk just starts fucking killing himself laughing. It is so good. It's great. It's great. But you know what? We're working through it. We're just still producing a podcast from our own houses. And uh, this is a situation that, you know, I don't think anybody expected to be in. Last week, Tyler, we recorded this at HQ. Yeah, we did. Seven days ago, we were still at HQ. Seven days ago, we were at HQ. Uh, we did real life. What was that on Tuesday or Monday? We did that at HQ yeah. as well. So it's weird, man. We're just doing what we can to kind of make some content, kill a little bit of time, and <laughs> talk Oilers, even though there's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, that's kind of all we got going on right now. Like when I messaged you guys this morning, I was like, hey, everyone's still good for 1 p.m. recording? And you were all just kind of like, what else? Or yeah, my schedule is open. Like I ain't got nothing else to do. But. I can turn off my TV for a bit and crush this out. Sure. What are you guys thinking about? Um, basically, everybody's just kind of replaying old games, old sports, old whatever. Are you guys getting into it, or what? Are, what are you thinking about the replays? I, I'm not. I like them. I like them. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I like them. They. Uh... It's a little bit of, of stuff that people haven't seen before. I mean, for Bag Milk and myself, we're a little bit older. So, you know, those 90s Oilers-Devils games, you know, we're, uh, we're quite quite fresh for those ones. But I was watching Pittsburgh and the Oilers yesterday, Gretzky and Lemieux, and uh, it was kind of cool to watch that. It's, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I think 630 Ched tonight is playing a game from February. Like, the, the, the choices here? of games are different for sure. I know that um, Sportsnet and TSN are doing the Raptors playoff run uh, simultaneously back and forth. It's it's neat to see that kind of stuff. Fuck, it's sad that we have to watch this stuff though and, <laughs> and look back. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. If if a network gets goes ahead and decides that they're going to play the 06 playoff run, uh, oh. you know, back to back to back to back, I'm in every day, right? Like, like Flynn. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. It's the new normal that we're at. It's where we are. There's there's no secret tapes of, of games that were played in the 90s that we can just go back to and everybody can enjoy together. So it is neat to see people coming together and being able to watch sports together again. I, I'm uh, per- oh. Go ahead, Tyler. I, I'm personally not a big fan of going back and watching like the entire game once again. Like For me, what I'd like to see these these TV networks do is like take the Raptors playoff run and put it into, like, a three-hour documentary. Like, show me, you know, if you want to show me five minutes of a game that was, like, really intense, and then mix in some interviews. And, like, maybe it'll come with some time for them to produce this stuff, but, like, make a three-hour documentary of that. Don't, you know, don't show me a game from when the Oilers won the Cup in whatever year. Show me the best moments of their whole playoff run that year that I can sit down and crush out in about two hours. What's Frank so, like, doing? like, in a long... This is a long game, though, Tyler. We're uh, I know. we're in this for a while, so they no they're no, digging, no. I, they're I love his the I love his idea there. For uh, the Oilers did that. Um, Boys on the bus was that not over yeah. one year was time a time yeah. to remember. They did that over the last cup. They did it from the from the beginning of the, of the playoffs all the way through. Yeah, and and that's kind of where I want to see them go with this because to me, like when I sit down 
And the other night they had the the game where Gretzky broke the point record and they played oh, it in its entirety. Okay, well, the first like two periods of that game were just like a standard <laughs> hockey game from the 90s. Yeah. Like it wasn't exciting. There was like, sure, by the end when Gretzky breaks the record and they all, like that part's cool. But the rest of the game was fucking terrible hockey. That's all I was watching, which is like awful hockey. It was slow with a ton of hooking, and the goalies aren't that good. Like I don't want to see all that. Just give me the best parts. Tyler give me the gravy. Tyler doesn't want realism. Tyler doesn't want realism. He Let me live in my dessert. fucking fantasy land. <laughs> I wonder if it'd be more exciting if they showed um, like really big playoff games. Because, like, I I, I agree with Dan that we're trying to fill a lot of... Like, looking at the schedule, looking at the guide on TSN and Sportsnet right now is hilarious because it should just be, like, the shrug emoji guy. I don't know, whatever the God's going on. But uh, to Dan's point, uh, tonight on Ched, looking at friend of the network, Reed Wilkins, from 7 7 to 8, they will be playing a condensed version of the February 1st game between the Oilers and Flames. So... Oh, like a game and, uh, we watched a month ago. Yeah, yeah and like, by the on. way, well, I am also appearing on game. Inside Sports tonight. I will be there on Inside go. Sports tonight at six o'clock. Well, you nice. you better get you better get drinking there, bud. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but I make sure you mention it. We're doing a live stream at the exact same time of the game that was supposed to be played tonight. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> let's talk about that because you've been run- manning the live streams. What's going on there? Yeah, so. Uh, I've uh, I've been scouring the internet to find some settings for NHL 20 that uh, work for a 20-minute sim online. I don't know if you know this, but video games are not designed to be played for 20-minute periods at a no time. Shit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been fun. We uh, we did it on we tr- we did a try a dry run on Monday against the Capitals, and the, the game was a fucking gong show. With <laughs> almost a hundred a hundred shots for each team. And, Isn't that and almost better though for it to just be a shit show? It is. It was like I think the Devils did a, a broadcast there last night where where Corey Schneider had 109 saves or something in a in a two one win, and that's it is kind of fun in its in its moment. And I think as I get the settings finally tuned, then I might throw in a few curveballs here or there where uh, some games go off the rails and you got guys throwing huge checks and shit. But anyways, yeah, we're we're trying to do as most realistic of a stream as we can tonight and. Uh, and people can tune in on OilersNation.com and uh, and come have a chat with us and 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 just escape for fucking two hours, right? Like the last, the one on Wednesday night, I almost forgot that I was locked in my house and and have no friends. <laughs> I mean, it is like obviously it's bizarre to be watching a streamed game between two robot teams, but like I was there as well on Wednesday night checking it out, and it's it's fun to see people engaging and commenting and getting mad about penalties and being like come on you need to bury that like it, it's just it's stupid but it's fun stupid it's harmless stupid and i mean what else are we gonna do how cool would it, the choices right now how cool would it be if we could get one of these streams going but also get bob and jack on or bob, get, yeah exactly or get like actually, kevin and drew slid in, yeah i slid into jack's dms to see if he would be interested in doing it what the hell else is he doing right now, right? But uh, spending time with his family, we'll yeah, you know, or just quarantine in general. But yeah, yeah but that gets no, boring. I, I Nobody wants to spend this much time with family. Like, fair. let's be honest. No, right? Very fair. My my dog is currently destroying his brother's bed. So That's yeah, fun. I have got a uh, I've got a dog who's also got problems here, and he's staring at me like, he's like "What do I do, man? Can't figure out uh, why you don't leave the house anymore." 
Yeah. He, honestly, he's super confused. Plus, there's also the uh, the fact that just time has no meaning right now as well. Like, I'm up until 2 a.m. and then I wake up at 6 a.m. and I don't know what day it is. Like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. When Tyler's like, oh, are you guys ready to do a podcast? I'm like, is it which, Friday? I don't know. What, which what which podcast, boys? Yeah. Super bizarre. But we're here. We're, uh, and honestly, we got a lot of good feedback, just especially in real life, from just people being happy that we're doing something. Um, people are bored. People want sports. People want stuff to listen to and read. And bless all of them for doing so. Uh, I want to go ahead and mention our friends at skipthedishes.ca is still open. They are still moving people's orders. Uh, Oodle Noodle does the hot cold performers. They are on Skip the Dishes. They are available for takeout and delivery. People still need to eat, and if you are going to eat, go to Skip the Dishes. They've got options for no contact delivery, which is something I never thought in my life I would have to talk about or even know what no contact (laughs) delivery is, but it's a thing. If you want, you can get the people to leave your order at the door and just leave. And just leave. And you don't even have to look at them. You don't even have to look at them. It is a wild, (laughs) wild scene out here in in 2020. And it's only getting weirder. But go to skipthedish.ca because you still do need to eat. I'm probably going to hit them up this weekend because, like I said, I am eating so poorly. So, so poorly. I uh, was proud of myself the other day for not eating the whole pizza in one sitting. I spaced it out. I did half and then I did another half. A couple hours later, so I was pretty happy with myself there. But you know, we're gonna get the old Corona fifteen. We're gonna all gain fifteen pounds, and we're uh, gonna be a little bit jollier when we're allowed to leave the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Long story short, figure out there's five meals in a day right now. This is incredible. There's five meals, right, Frank? There's five meals in a day. Frank agrees with five. There's five meals in a day, and all of them are pizza pops. It is bizarre, but skipthedishes.ca, if you are tired of eating like trash, there's plenty of good restaurants around the city that are still open and ready to feed you. Shop local whenever you can. Uh, it means a lot to a lot of people just to have some orders. Um, Tyler, you sent me a DM on Twitter today, and I thought it was an interesting idea. Uh, friend of the nation, Marcel Schoenart. thought I love of Marcel. Yeah, he's great. He's a great follower. Uh, the Oilers, his tweet says, the Oilers need a ring of honor type of thing for players that deserve recognition, maybe a small ceremony, but not necessarily a number of retirement. So I'm curious what you guys think of the idea. There's a bunch of, uh, I th- I'm thinking the Leafs have something like this, I believe. Uh, baseball teams, I know. So Does anybody have both, though? I think they I Canucks do. The Jays, sure the Jays have both. Do they? Okay. I think well, the, the Canucks, Canucks do both. Retiring, don't the Canucks just retire everybody's number when you when you leave that <laughs> I organization? Think that they do have a ring of honor as well as they do yep. retire jerseys. Of so you can still use, you can still use the jersey numbers in the ring of yeah. honor, but you can't in the retired. Yeah, gotcha. The ring of so, honor, I think, doesn't even have your number. I think it's just like your name or whatever, but or maybe it does. But yeah, it's not retiring your number. Maybe just a nice picture of you. You know, well, there's I mean? a way to retire like coaches' names and stuff. Like Pat Queen, I think, is in their ring of honor. Yeah. So bringing this into the Oilers, uh, let's let's assume, yes, let's have a ring of honor. Let's look at honoring some of the guys that maybe don't necessarily deserve to have their number up in the Raptors, but do deserve a shout-out anyway. Is there anybody that kind of comes to mind when you talk about something like this? I'm going to go ahead and uh, get it started. I would 
I I don't know if Ryan Smith's number would go up in the Raptors, but he would definitely go in a Ring of Honor. I would say he belongs in the Raptors myself. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel like I feel like for a guy, he defined our team for an era. He he was he was the 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 heart and soul of this team um, throughout you know a lot of shit years. Um, yeah, I would say I would say if he's not in the Ring of Honor, I would like to see him his name in the Raptors, but, but for sure he's, he's, he's somewhere in the, the honor of the system. I would, I would put a name forth of Fernando Pisani. That would be my uh, ring of honor option. Yeah. And when it comes to Fern, as much as we love Fern, if it wasn't for that one year, he's still putting him up there. If it wasn't for the playoffs, he's still putting him up there. You got to set some sort of a standard for getting there too. Right. But I think that's part of the fun of the ring of honor is that there doesn't need to be a standard. Just fucking do it. Okay, I'm down with that then. Because otherwise, one of those I... guys that he's one of those guys that if anybody says to you Fernando Pisani, you think Edmonton Oilers Stanley Cup playoff run, that goal in overtime, that shorthand goal in overtime. What about uh, a guy to me that would make a lot of sense for something like this? Again, going back to 2006, Dwayne Rolison. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Was a major part of getting the Oilers to the Cup Finals in the first place. And if we're doing a photo. My photo of Roly would be him throwing the puck up and batting it out with his mm-hmm. paddle of his stick, which was endlessly stressful, but he got really good at it. <laughs> um, and it also spawned one of the greatest goals I've ever seen where he did it to Mike Pekka and got a breakaway yeah. and scored. Wasn't it was that in the playoffs against Anaheim? Was that did he bat yeah. that one or was that yeah. just like the crazy backhand pass? No, was, he batted that one. Crazy. I'll never forget it as long as I look. I would look up for a highlight, but it would, it's weird looking at two thousand six highlights because it's filmed on a potato. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Not used to that. it's awful. The other uh, the other day, I was sitting with my girlfriend, and I was like, "Do you remember very much of the 06 Cup run?" And she was like, "I don't even really know what you're talking about." So I went back <laughs> and I like went through the all the series with her because she didn't live here at the time. Um, so I went through all the series That's with her and explained nice. to her all the big moments, and uh, we had a great time. And yeah, that uh, that roll single to Pekka, I want to look that up now. Did she have as good of a time as you, Tyler? Uh, no, probably not, but whatever. <laughs> I still get excited thinking about that uh, Hemsky goal in Game 6 against Detroit. Yeah. I, when yeah, it, when I it, like, it solidified us going on, like, it was just, we got, we, we're in the playoffs, holy shit, oh my god, we just won a round. Like, I, I was very confident going into Detroit anyways, just because they were so old, and Calgary had beaten them two years ago anyways, so I figured we could do the exact same thing, and then we get through and do it, and holy hell. That pick a shorthanded top- goal... I just watched it. He didn't bat it. He backhanded it. How dare you? How dare you ruin this for me? You How dare you? Memory. <laughs> Why do I'm you got to strip memories from me now? I'm waiting for back milk to hang up and walk away. I might. I might. I've been what told I have to shovel here? a big chunk of snow that's like a frozen ice cube so that they can start <laughs> replacing siding. So I might just go do that. You guys finish this by yourself. Well, I'll Bullshit. tell you this. I'll tell you this. As much as uh, Roly would deserve it, he still wouldn't be in my first top five of entries i think my uh my number one if not yeah, i think it has to be number one i'm going with number 39 doug Waite. yeah that's a good one i think yeah, dougie gets really in good. there a little before smitty does i think dougie was the uh bigger brother to smitty when they were here and uh i think yeah dougie was just a little bit better of a hockey player all around how dare you tweet that goal at me right now Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it's up for that people that want to watch it bullshit <laughs> This is bullshit and a travesty. Um, uh, looking at getting back to the Ring of Honor, what? Who other? Who else deserves a spot there? Um, I a couple got, guys in the nineties. 
I got a list of five right now that I think need to be in there. Um, I agree with Rick on Doug Waite. I agree with you guys on Ryan Smith. I'd have Alish Hemsky in there. I'd have Kevin Lowe yeah. in there, and I'd have Craig McTavish in there. Um, to me, that that's Kevin my Lowe, solid list of five. Lowe probably Lowe should be retired. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know why he's not. To be honest, like I get the Hall it's thing, pretty, and then they yeah. as soon as Hall left, it's just like, all right, give out that number like it was no big deal for a hundred years. It was it's yeah, still wait, very weird. Wait till he takes it back in August. Wait till he takes it back in August. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at the top. I don't, I don't think Kevin Lowe gets his name retired until, or his number retired until he leaves the organization, which may be when he heads into the grave. But um, I just think that the, I think he's like afraid of the optics there. Yeah, that's fair. Guys, you you get, I think <laughs> fans, fans would put it aside. I think if it's his like honorary ceremony and all that, they'd put it aside. Like at the end, like that guy gave us 06. Like without Kevin oh. Lowe, there's no 06. I, I don't disagree at all. He sh- he absolutely robbed some teams that year. But I just think that – I think for himself, I think it makes sense for him to just wait until he's outside the organization. For the sake so of – So looking at – Oh, sorry, Ben. For the sake of me doing a social media post, is our is our consensus – if we had to come up with a consensus or like a, a group on this podcast, Wait, Smith, Hemsky, Lowe, and Mac T, is there anyone missing from there? Uh, I'm wow. looking Cujo, at the Oilers. Cujo might be in the conversation. I'm looking at the Oilers' top scorers in franchise history, and um, you could make a case for some of these guys, but at the same point, like it, we would have to kind of decide what a cutoff line would be. Like yeah. tenth in tenth in franchise scoring right now is Sean Horkov. Would you put Sean Horkov on your list? Ooh, top five. It's tough, but I mean. Even for as short of a stint he had, Bill Guerin was very important as well. Yeah. But I think because his stint was so short, I can push Bill out of the top five, especially because there's still some guys from the 80s to deal with. So just looking at the top 10, obviously Gretzky, number one, Curry, number two, and this is just Oilers scoring, by the way, uh, Messier, three, Anderson, four, Coffey, Ryan Smith at six, Doug Wade is seven, Alex Hemsky is eight, uh, Connor McDavid's already nine. Put him in there right now. <laughs> yeah, McDavid, that's uh, it. Sean... Sean Horkov is at 10, and then New just going to pass Horkov here with when he gets four more points. Uh, and then we go Tegan and Dreisaitl, Kevin Lowe, Eberle, Huddy, Craig Simpson, Todd Marchand, McTavish, and Taylor Hall round out the top 20. What about Todd Marchand? Toddy's in the conversation, but I don't know if I, didn't, I, don't know if I gave him top five either. He's on Todd the watch Marchand. list, though. Yeah, yeah Todd he's, Marchand. He's in the top argue- 10 for sure. Todd Marchand yeah. arguably gave us one of the best Oilers playoff memories. <laughs> With Man, Cujo, when the way he goes, when he goes down the the right wing, there blows past Grant Ledyard, and then I don't know what Andy Moog was doing. Thank God he didn't he didn't make that save because that was a hell of a goal. Yeah, and I, I've said this a million times, but that goal happened on probably one of the greatest days of my life because that afternoon, my brother and I just went and picked up our N64 and spent the next three hours playing Mario Kart 64. It was a big day for old Bag Milk, and then Marshawn scores in overtime. Hell of a day. What a day! Put my Man, day so, on the hall. Those, those going, being being a teenager in the in in that time with those series was incredible. Those it was so much fun. They were hard because often the would lose to Dallas. Tyler <laughs> <laughs> has no idea. <laughs> I don't well, remember. Even looking at even looking at 2006, Tyler, I was basically your age in 2006. Uh-huh. <laughs> basically, and what do you remember? Basically. What I remember is getting drunk every single night on White Out, yep. like just a filthy animal. 
just walking down the middle. Well, I couldn't walk down the middle of the street because they tried to keep everybody on the sidewalk. And also, very glad there was no such thing as social media in 2006. Yeah, that's good. Because there's a lot of us that probably would have lost employment during those <laughs> post-game celebrations. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit going down out there. What about a guy like at number 23 on the all-time list? Uh, not a big score for the Oilers, but he did play 795 games with the team. Kelly Bookberg. He was a yeah, leader, right? Be... Yeah, yep. he's... Captain? He's a in in maybe, the... as well? Yeah, just outside the top 10. Any love for Sedano Seeger at 46? He signed an autograph for me as a young man. So I say put him in strictly for that. <laughs> what about Big George's? Yeah, LaRock. I would put George in because of what he meant to fans of the team and the city in general. Yeah. Yeah, Let he went above and beyond. And George LaRock's biggest hits on Power 92.5. I remember oh. when you guys taught me about that. <laughs> Hell of a day. Um, he, but that's Hell the thing, like, Right now, when you're, when you're sitting in the stands at Roger's place and you look around, there's a lot of gray, right? Like, there's not a lot of, like, Oilers colors. And I think that could be something that, honestly, in a weird way, helps with the atmosphere at the rink. Is just having, like, some Oilers history kind of more openly available to the eyes. Like, the two areas I sit in at Oilers games um, where, I, where I'll usually get tickets, you can't even see the banners, like the retired numbers. So it'd be cool to have some more history kind of all around you and on the concourse and stuff. But doesn't, like that feel like, doesn't that feel like it's like a design choice that they made to not make us Oilers-centric, which we are, but to try and make it less Oilers-centric? Yeah, and I'm saying that's bullshit, and let's change it. <laughs> Weren't people complaining about how much they kind of like emphasize that anyways because at the time we were really, really bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'd like to see some Oil Kings graphics up there, Tyler. Yeah, get me some more Mitch Mraz and Michael St. Croix, baby. Where's those guys? How about a, how about a thing for Trey fix Wolanski? Huh? Henrik Samuelson? Griffin Reinhardt? Hey, man, don't even fucking talk shit about Griffin Reinhardt as an Oil King. They're, low Tide says it at least once a month, but that series against Portland, they didn't even put the puck in his corner. They would only dump it in to the other side because they were concerned with Reinhardt even touching the puck. That guy was dangerous. You say two first-round picks dangerous? Hell yeah. <laughs> Matt Barzell would have gotten blown up by that guy in the WHL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, checking in on Griffin Reinhardt. He played, uh, he had two assists in 33 games with Kunlun Red Star. That Kunlun team, if, if you go to their roster, there is just so many connections to the, Edmon- or to the Edmonton area on there. Uh, they got Jason Fram and Brandon McGee who both starred with the University of Alberta just a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I don't want to say there's even a couple other Edmonton sort of connections or Alberta connections on Such that squad. One, Gilbert Brule. Yeah, there's Gilbert Brule. Um, I already mentioned hey. the two junior guys. Reinhardt. You got Spencer Fu, who uh, played slow pitch in St. Albert for a while, yeah. but he's a local boy <laughs> as well. Turn, turn down the Oilers to come there to go play for the Flames. Yeah, good choice. Hey, what about that league we were talking about last week? Is Alec Font, did he win the championship? Oh, good call. Oh, shit, that. Come on, we, what was did that we, league? Did we jump on a team here? Give me two seconds. Yeah, well, yeah we, were really, we were really it, supporting. Like two weeks ago? Yeah. We were supporting, like, the Polar Bears or something like that. 
I don't remember who. We're, I don't remember who we were supporting, but I know that we wanted them to win. I don't remember who it was. It was Alex uh, Plant's team, though, right? Memory. It was Plant's team. Yeah, it was. It was Alex Plant's team, and we were all in. And somebody else was on that team too. Some other Canadian or something. Tyler is looking it up. He is working. He. I'm surprised this is a fact you can't just pull out of your little sports brain there, Tyler. To be honest. He, he kind of forgot about it in the last two weeks. Wow. Yeah, there's been a I mean, lot of shit going on. The cr- my no- knowledge of the Asia <laughs> League has been pushed aside. <laughs> well, come he's on, been, you, you been, need to pull it together. Yeah, he's been really busy, apparently. Well, um, what are you going to do? In uh, other Oilers Nation news, while Tyler's looking at that, Dan, we had our account locked on Twitter again this morning. Yeah, it was fucking awesome to wake up to. But it wasn't Twitter. just ON, it was like, there was a bunch of accounts. Like my personal account was locked. Uh, Oodle Noodle's account was locked. Did Blaine's you have to go through the? Locked. Did you have to go through the whole phone number stuff? Yeah, I had to. Uh, that happened send... to me. That happened to me yesterday. I yeah, went, like, like what I is tweeted that? out. I have no idea. I tweeted something out, and it shot me down right away. Like I responded yeah. to something. Shout out to Twitter when when the only it's one of the few social media things that we have to be able to communicate with everybody is now really cracking down. Like that's this is the time to do it, Twitter. Thank you. I've lost I my dog. Like a, I think, oh dear God, I think it was a glitch or something. I think I respond. I can't remember who I responded to. Um, yeah, and shout out to Chris, the intern, for coming through in the clutch and producing all kinds of uh, unlock codes. And he's asking me, he's like, "Why is my phone number still on some of these?" And I was like, <laughs> "Hey, you think you can leave, but you're not going anywhere." Dude, we got your password. That's all we changed. That's exactly it. And in fact, we probably didn't even change passwords. In, in fact, I still use one of his passwords. <laughs> I still use his bank card number, but like, hey, that's just me. I don't know. Um, I have an update for you guys from the Asia League. Please. Oh, please. baby. The OG Eagles and the damn young killer whales were both eliminated in the semifinals. No! So that set up a final between PSK Sakhalin, which is the one Russian team in the league, and Anyang yeah, Hala. So those two teams were in the finals when the season was paused. Oh, this is a pause. Oh, oh. no. Yeah, and we still know the Russian team is still ready to go. Yeah, the Russian team has already crowned themselves champions. Uh, there were five Canadians <laughs> in the league. Um, Brock Higgs, Tyler Redenbach, Brett Parnham, Nick St. Pierre, and uh, Drew McIntyre between the pipes. Is Alex Plant not considered a Canadian? Yeah, what's going on here? He's got dual citizenship, doesn't uh, he? Yeah, that's what oh, it is. Oh, yeah, that's great because he plays in the Olympics or something like that. Yeah. What's his What's his other uh, country? Korea? Of? I think it is Korea. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, he's been there now for like four South years. Korean. Um, yeah, South Korea and Canada is his split citizenship. He's been playing with Anyang Hala since uh, 2015-16. <laughs> well, shout out to uh, noted South Korean Alex Plum. You and if anyone can find remembered. a way for us to get a hold of him, we'd love it. Yeah, because we would love to talk to some people just in general. <laughs> I, uh, would be amazing right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Popping up on the screen. Absolutely. How many people can we even get on FaceTime? Do we know? Let's just start inviting more and more people. Like, we'll do an episode <laughs> of like nine of us. Just yeah. start calling people. We'll just go full Wu Tang and have like thirty people <laughs> on here. And the squ- and the little oh, squares man. would just be going fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Tyler, get your buttons ready because we are going to do a self-isolation version of the Oodle Noodle Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Uh, Oodle Noodle is still open for... Frank, settle down, bro. 
trying to pay some bills here. Uh, you have him programmed to bark every time you say oodle noodle? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's see. Hang on. Oodle noodle. Right. <laughs> he's, just, he's just staring at me. Oodle Noodle is still open. All locations are available for pickup or delivery. You also will get 15% off your pickup order. What? So all you got to do is give them a call. Let them know what you want. They'll whip it up for you. You go pick it up 15%. Get the spring rolls. Get the spring rolls. Get the green onion cakes. Play the world's most delicious game of Frisbee. Do whatever you got to do. Maybe build a fort out of spring rolls and eat your way out. That's what I might do. That's what See, I might do. If you think if they put in the comments, can I have Wanye's autograph? They'll get Wanye's autograph on their container. Uh, I don't know how they would be able to get it out of Wanye's airtight sealed <laughs> bunker that he's in right now. Because <laughs> I don't know if he is leaving his house ever. No, I'm r- pretty sure he's not. <laughs> but I'm, maybe you could go get him like sign 50 boxes or something like that, just in case people ask. Should. Uh, Follow on Twitter at oodle underscore noodle and on Instagram at oodle noodle gram. Order delivery at oodlenoodle.ca. All right. We're going to start with the veggies as we always do. The cold performer of the week, whatever that means to you at this point. Dan, I'm going to start with you, your cold performer <laughs> of the week. Okay. It's my own brain. And this is, it takes a little bit of explanation. But it's, I mean, we've, I think we've all been watching a lot more programming than we're used to. Um, and that's saying a lot. Uh, but for me, it's like whenever I watch a show now, I'm applying social distancing to it and I can't stop. And so I'm like, holy fuck, these people are shaking hands too much or holy fuck, these people are hugging all the time. And I, I can't turn it off anymore. And I, I think it's a good thing. I think hopefully it's a good thing, you know, for the future and the new normal that we're in. But yeah, my brain, cold performer of the week. Love having those buttons still active. Rick, your cold performer of the week brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Well, I don't know if anyone said it yet, but I'm going to blame it on this goddamn virus. Like, I'm not, I, I, I like being at home sometimes. I like being away from people sometimes, but I realize as much as I like that, the exact opposite is there too. Like, my Fridays, my Wednesdays, my Saturday nights, I'm usually around 300, 400 people elbow to elbow. And uh, as much as I get home, I'm like, hey, thank God that's over. I'm kind of sitting back wondering where that is right now. <laughs> Tyler, your oodle noodle cold performer of the week. As uh, as the producer of the podcast and the only one who's looking at the audio levels for this whole thing, I'm going to call out Dan's uh, Dan's microphone here. I'm going to say Dan Dan's current setup needs to be changed because so far in the week it has been they are just fucking ass right now. Your mic connection has been fucking ass right now, Dan. That's fair. That's fair. The microphone takes it with the stride. It's a hell of a button. Yeah, that is it. One more time, please, Tyler, if you would. They are just fucking ass right now. That's how, <laughs> that's how your voice should sound. <laughs> uh, my Oodle Noodle cold performer of the week is, uh, well, just my eating habits in general, to be honest. I'm eating like just a trash bag. This morning I woke up and I was just eating <laughs> handfuls of peanuts for no reason. Uh, everything I've got... I'm looking at, I'm just, I can't wait to eat pizza pops later. I know I've had like eight of them already. I got a huge box. I got a massive box. The 32, the pepper bacon? You know it, buddy. You know I got the 32. You've got the deep freeze then. I also, I also ate a whole thing of ice cream already. I thought that was going to ride out a little bit longer. I never have ice cream in my house. 
So I was excited about it. And I just, maybe I indulged a little bit too much. So my cold performer of the week is me for being a trash fan. <laughs> Tyler, I'm going to start with you for the dessert portion of the hot and cold performance brought to you by oodlenoodle.ca. Tyler, your hot performer of the week. You know what? My hot performer of the week is going to be my weekend coming up here. I got high hopes for it, even though I can't really do much uh, besides sit around in the house. I got fun things planned. Uh, me and my girlfriend are going to go head to head in beer pong. And I think I'm going to tweet out a poll asking people, you know, who, who's going to win in this whole thing. I'll give her a game and a half spread as well. So I need to win this series in six games or sooner. Um, and I'll live tweet some of the results. We'll have fun. Like, I don't know. As much as it sucks that everyone's trapped inside, like social media has been kind of fun to follow along on. So I'll say uh, my weekend plans also combined with some of the some of the good stuff social media has been doing over the last uh, couple of weeks here. Is ever, or last week, I should say, since everyone's been locked up. Uh, I, it's nice to see people making the most of it. And that is what I intend to do. Cash money. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead next because Tyler is piggybacking on my hot performer of the week. I'm going to say that quarantine Twitter and quarantine Instagram are unbelievable right now. The memes that are coming out, the dumb jokes, the TikTok videos that people are doing stuck in their house. Uh, I watched one that made me laugh this morning. It was a guy who's in his apartment by himself, and he was just cheersing to himself a glass of wine in the in the mirror. Off the mirrors, yeah, yeah, at least nine different levels. I will also add a secondary hot performer of the week is just airport rules. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. You go ahead and have some food. What's going on with Dan right now? <laughs> Dan has got exploding octopi. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, secondary hot performer of the week. Actually, I'll just make this my, my, my new one is just uh, quarantine entertainment. You guys have been hilarious. And can that goes some, for everybody. Can we get some posts later in the evening too, though, please? I found like around six, seven o'clock, kind of out of steam. Everyone's like putting their stuff down. <laughs> if we get like some a, late night articles. Yeah, yeah. Can we get some? You know, let's do some TikToks at night. And come on, let's keep this. Let's keep this going twenty four seven. I also I agree. Beer like at I Rogers said, place, and I get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, Dan. <laughs> Dan, you're oodle noodle hot performer of the week. Oh, I think it's. I think I'm speaking for everybody here when I say this. It's uh, it's all the people that are that are kind of coming together. Uh, the city of Edmonton is fucking killing it here at flattening the curve. Uh, the all the nurses and the health professionals that are out there just just slugging along with this shit and and, uh, and yeah, I think it's just it's just people in general uh, as we watch Frank get uh, scolded. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's it is just it's awesome to see uh, the people that that you know have been kind of you know just just operating in the in the weeds all the time, um, getting the getting the credit and the and the love they deserve. Put some respect on my name, Rick. You your oodle noodle hot performer of the week. Well, unfortunately, Dan took part of it there, but I was going to say just the the city of Edmonton for the I was looking at the chart the other day for the amount of cases and. And we're on a pretty flat line here, whereas, you know, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, they're all on a, on a much heavier, steeper curve. So I just want to say thanks to everybody for helping us out and hopefully getting us back to real as, or back to normal as fast as possible. This is hot. <laughs> I, caught uh, a mid, I caught a mid-gulp. That's on me. I should have gone an extra couple of seconds. I just, uh, I'll, I'll back that up. Um, everybody knows how much this sucks. 
but we're all doing it anyway. We're all stuck in our houses anyway. We're all just doing what's kind of best for each other. And uh, it's all we really can do. It's all we really can do. And as we wrap this up, I just want to thank everybody for listening to these podcasts and continuing to read Oilers Nation. Uh, it means a lot that you guys are still checking things out, still commenting. And tonight at 7 p.m., the Nation Dan will be launching the Oilers game. It'll be a simmed game. We're going to go yell at some computers because they got issues. They're wearing the third jerseys tonight, too. They're rough. Oh. Their refs suck, too. Big Friday game, so the boys are wearing the third unis. Uh, thanks to everybody that get in, getting involved. Thanks to Sherwood Ford, the giant in Sherwood Park, Alberta. SkipTheDishes.ca and Oodle Noodle for making all this possible. And all of you for doing what you can to flatten the curve and stay inside even though we're all fucking bored. <laughs> Gentlemen, it was nice to see all of you today. Yeah. To look at your faces. I look forward to talking to you guys next Friday. Hopefully we're allowed out of the house, but I don't think we will be. Hey, one of you, one of you guys should invite us into the what the hell's on it on Tyler? <laughs> what is going on? The FaceTime is that? more lit than the actual podcast. <laughs> it is true. I was going to say, you guys run the other podcast, so when they're not paying attention, just uh, call us up. We'll jump in. Yeah, no kidding. There you go. All right. Impromptu guests coming up on yeah. all podcasts. Thank you guys for being here. Enjoy your weekend or whatever fucking day it is. I have what no idea. pencil behind his ear? Show to Damien. Thanks for listening to <laughs> Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.